Hi, and welcome back to Let's Talk Forex with Alison and Chris. This week, we're going to be covering the spread and how price movement covers your trading fees. Um, remember to like, subscribe, and uh, share this. And uh, do let us know if you have any questions or thoughts. Thanks so much. Hi, and welcome to our 16th podcast. Um, so how are you doing today, Chris? Yeah, no, I'm pretty good, thanks. Just fresh back from Oslo. I was up there for a wedding. It's much colder than Portugal and incredibly expensive. You would not oh, really? believe how much you would not believe how much a fast food burger costs in Oslo. I can not believe it. How much My does wallet a beer cost? Believe it. A beer oh. was I made the mistake of buying a beer in the airport. It was um about twelve US dollars oh, for a beer. Oh my word. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah. No. Lovely, lovely city though. And nice people, the Norwegians. And they, uh, why do you think it's so expensive? I have no idea. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I have some idea. I mean, they're, they're, um, they've got very, very high wages locally. So oh, for the Norwegians, it's pretty normal. Um, but if, yeah, if you're non-Norwegian and you go there just to visit, yeah, it's, it's unusual. It's sort of like the Swiss are the same way. Um, but I mean, otherwise, it's a really lovely town. It was great. Had a great time. What did what did you do this weekend? Um, we had a we actually had a lovely. It's it's sunny now. Um, we've sort of just hit our spring, and uh, spring sort of you know it was very welcoming this weekend. So we went down to the beach and and uh, yeah, had a wonderful sort of beachy weekend, which was fantastic. Yeah, that does sound nice too. Yeah, yeah. So um, on our topic, um, we are going to talk about understanding the spread uh, versus understanding the commission. So today our, our focus will be mainly on how the spread affects your trading costs and what to be aware of when you're trading and to know how much you need to cover in order to be profitable um, in your trades. And this is a really important matter because if you don't understand how the spread affects your trading, then you won't know how much the market needs to move in order for you to um, to cover those trading fees. Uh, we have covered this before, but just as a recap, the Forex spread is basically the difference between a Forex broker's sell rate and the buy rate when exchanging or trading currencies. So spreads can be narrow or wider, and obviously this depends on the currency involved, the time of the day, um, and then the economic conditions and the volumes. Um, and a lot of brokers either add to or widen their bid-ask spread, meaning that the investor would pay more when buying the currency and receive less when selling. And this is usually where the break broker makes their money and especially market makers. So we've spoken about market makers in a previous episode and they only profit from the spread. Um, ECN brokers, on the other hand, are basically you get raw spreads from the ECN brokers, which can often be close to zero or, you know, um, up to 0 0.1 to 0 0.3, which are very tight spreads. But the brokers then will charge a commission to execute your trades through uh, to directly to the market. Yeah, so that's, that's basically a summary of, of the difference between the ECN and market makers and, and how the spreads are charged. I know we covered this, I think, in the last episode, uh, but it's an important concept to grasp here before we continue, is that currencies are always quoted in pairs, such as, uh, for this example, I'm going to use the US dollar and the Canadian dollar. Uh, the first currency in that pair is called the base currency, and the second currency is called the quote. 
So it's always, when you see a currency pair, it's always the base followed by the quote currency. And so, for example, if it takes, if we're looking at, you know, market maker spreads here, so no commission involved, if I took uh, 1.2500 Canadian dollars to buy one US dollar, the what that would look like would be the USD CAD. So it would be 1.2500 to one, right? That's what we'd be looking at in that in that quote, in that currency pair. In this case, the US dollar is the base currency and the Canadian dollar would be the quote currency. And this means when you're looking at that, uh, we're expressing it Canadian terms, means it costs 1.25 Canadian dollars to buy one US dollar. But um, many currency pairs are expressed in US dollar terms, meaning that the US dollar is the quote currency or the second currency in that pair. Uh, for example, the most common is the Euro USD, which we discussed a lot in the last episode, um, meaning that the Euro is the base currency. So that one Euro at an exchange rate of 1.145 would mean that it costs $1.145 to buy one euro. And you would quote this, but the broker would state to you that the euro USD is currently at 1.145. And that's uh, what it's going to be to initiate the trade. That's uh, incorrect at the moment, as anybody who's been following, following the currency markets, um, the euro and the dollar have just about reached parity. I think they're hovering just below. We were just looking at it before we recorded. What was it, Alison? It was... I think it was 0.992 or something like that. Yeah, it's actually just it's dropped below around. the. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's the lowest it's ever been, and as as for reasons we explained in our last episode, um, yeah, the euro is euro is currently tanking against USD. Um, it, but yes, as it currently stands, yeah, go on. I was going to say it doesn't look like it's going to be. Well, again, this is speculative, but it doesn't look like there's any good news for the the euro. Although a trader sentiment looks like you know people are are waiting on on waiting to buy the euro so that's quite interesting yeah it is there's a lot of pent-up demand for the euro right now mm. but i mean until we see fundamentals change i don't think we're going to see much movement there but who knows as i said as you said you know this is all speculation i'm i'm glad to not be um to be a positional trader in the euro usd at the moment so but anyway back to back to the topic uh at hand so the euro usd as it's, it's quoted in uh in it'll be quoted in dollars and it'll give you a price to initiate, to open a trade. And in our example, um, I think we said 1 to 1.450. That's what it would be. Basically, then it comes down to the bid-ask spread is what we're talking about here. So the bid price is the yeah. buy price. The ask price is the selling price. Um, and it's the difference between the price a broker sell, uh, buys and sells the currency. So if the customer basically has a sell trade with the broker, then the bid price would be quoted. And if the customer wants to initiate a buy trade, the ask price is quoted. So same same as what you were talking about, Chris, with the, with the you know, if you wanted to buy the euro at $1. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, in this case, you'd, you'd get them both for, a, you know, one euro would be equal to $1. So it would be a one-to-one -one ratio, basically, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But for example, let's say that... Um, Let's, you know, just for, for argument's sake, let's say that the investor wants to buy, go long or buy euros and the bid ask price on the broker's trading website is 1.1200. So that's the bid price and the ask price is 1.1250. Um, so this equates to a 50 pip spread, uh, which is not typical because most brokers have a spread of between one and five pips. Um, and to initiate a buy trade, the investor would get charged the ask price of 1.1250. 
So if the investor immediately sold back the euros to the broker, uh, this would unwind the position in effect, and the investor would then get the bid price of 1.1200 per euro, assuming that the exchange rates hadn't fluctuated at all in that in that time period. So in other words, the trade the trade would cost the investor zero. Uh, 0.0050 solely due to the exchange rates bid ask spread with the broker. And spreads can obviously be narrow wider depending on the currency involved. Yeah, and also depending on the broker, obviously. Uh, some yeah. spreads have, I mean, some brokers have wider spreads, some have narrower spreads. Um, but yeah, in, in this case, a 50 pip spread, you're never going to see that um, on, on Euro USD, but it's, uh, it's very wide. But I think for, as an example, this is exactly why why you shouldn't buy um, why why you shouldn't uh, buy a currency pair and then sell it immediately no. because you're just going to lose money on the spread. So, but how does this translate into the price that you pay the broker? So, if you have a small profit target in pips, let's say for example your profit target is ten pips. Um, so, if you've got a, that kind of small profit target, your transaction costs are actually really high in relation to your target. So, if you if you're paying a more normal spread of let's say two pips, for example. That is 20% already of your profit target. So your costs are already 20% of your profit target. And with the spread, so with the spread of two pips, you're going to need, and you're, and you're going to be buying, you're going to need the market to move 12 pips in order to hit your profit target of 10 pips. But at the same time, and this is the thing, the important thing to realize about the spread, the market only needs to move against you by eight pips in order to give you a loss of 10 pips. And so in order, you need 12 pips to go up, to actually make you hit your profit target, to hit 10 pips. But to go down, it just needs to go 8 pips. And that's a 50% difference. It's also yeah. because the broker's never going to lose. So um, <laughs> the broker's always going to take their pound of flesh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're always going to take their they're always going to take their spread. But you've got to be aware of this when you trade. Uh, yeah. that you that you're always you you need to be very, very clear in your mind that and it's kind of counter counterintuitive, uh, this. Be very clear in your mind that in order for you to have a successful, profitable trade, that you're going to have to go further than you would, much further than you would to, to have an unsuccessful trade. Um, and this, like I said, this often seems counterintuitive to beginners. So we always recommend trading on charts that display both the bid and the ask price lines, so you can see this imbalance in action uh, when you open a trade. And when you when you see this on charts, you can see it visual, and it gives you it gives you a much better idea of the impact um, on your trading. So um, we've actually provided example in the show notes um, of an MT4 chart with the bid and ask price lines that are dotted on, on it for the British pound versus the Japanese yen or the GBP versus the JPY. Um, so you'll see a one-minute chart of the J GBP versus the JPY. And in this case, you'll see that the spread on the, on the, the pair is 1.7 pips. So in order for you to be profitable, you'll need the market to move in your favor by more than the 1.7 spread. Um, and as you said, Chris, earlier, if, it's only, if you're only looking for a, a profit of 10 pips, 1.7 is, is a high proportion of that. Um, mm -hmm. But luckily with this chart, the average range of the one-minute candlestick is about 3.5 pips. So you could easily cover your trading costs in less than a minute if it moves in your favor. Yeah, this is, uh, I think we mentioned this briefly in the last episode. This is um, the advantage of, of trading in exotic and minor currency pairs um, like the JPB, JPY, um, because they exhibit much more volatility than the major currency pairs. So even though the spreads on the JPB, JPY, or, you know, in your case, Alison, the, the czar 
the ZARUSD, which is another commonly traded exotic pair, um, even though the spreads are much wider than something like the EURUSD, the volatility can compensate for those wide spreads and, and the higher trading costs involved. But then you do have to be aware that there's obviously the opposite side to that is that you can you can the volatility can move against you much quicker. But if you know what you're doing and you're well prepared, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of advantage to be found in the uh, in the exotic and minor currency pairs. Um, also, just to be clear in this example, we're not considering rollover fees. Uh, but if you keep trades overnight, you will incur rollover charges depending on which trades you, pairs you trade. And also be aware that with some pairs, you actually earn interest uh, when you when you hold them overnight. So always check your uh, always check your rollover costs if you're going to hold anything overnight. Chris, we didn't cover uh, ECN uh, commissions, but obviously that's another big trading cost that that uh, traders have to keep in mind when they are trading. Um, so if if you are having trouble calculating your trading costs, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us. Our contact details are on our site. Um, and in the show notes here. And next week, we'll be talking about stop losses and trailing stop losses and where to place them to manage your risk. Um, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed, enjoyed the episode and we look forward to hearing your questions and uh, we will be back on next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, thanks so much, Alison. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers, Chris.